scattered jack toads and you go through all these sand dunes and then there's a fringe of pine trees and you see the um, the Irish Sea and the beach through these pine trees. And we used to go every year to collect our Christmas tree. But chiefly my memories are of my grandmother, my mum's mother, Meg. And how was she with you? Oh, she was adorable. She was my conspirator. You know, she was like parental love with the thorn of anxiety removed. And um, she... <laughs> Oh, people are relating to that. Um, <laughs> she was always baking and um, she was very warm and had a thick Scottish accent. My mother has a Scottish accent as well. But I remember I wet my pants one time and I was terrified of telling my mother and my grandmother said, Oh, not to worry, hen, this will be our wee secret. <laughs> <laughs> well, not anymore, it isn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, my mother did say to me the other day, she said, oh, for God's sake, what are you going to blab about now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were two kids, your oldest sister, Barbara, and then Chris, your older brother, and then eight-year interval before you came along. Yeah. Did that mean, though, that you were pretty A much mistake. on your own? No. 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 <laughs> I did ask my mother yeah. that, and she said, no, you were a joy. <laughs> But she would um, say that, wouldn't she? She would. Um, yeah, I was very isolated. I very much lived in my imagination. I was also lonely. I used to crave having a sibling about the, own, the same age as me. But it meant that I really did retreat into my imagination quite a lot. What kind of little rituals did you develop? Well, I was a funny kid. I was, and I'm still the same. Um, really sort of bold and gregarious in some ways and then riddled with anxiety in other ways. And I still do it. Um, I have this funny habit of, as someone is speaking, I will count out on my fingers how many syllables until it gets to a multiple of four. So I'm at three there, so I need to say something else so I can get to four or I can't stop. Things like that. <laughs> I know. I don't know why. Well, I do. It's an anxiety-relieving technique, but I did all sorts of little quirky things like that. Um, I, I now really feel really self-conscious about what I'm saying to you. I know, now, I? I'm sitting here counting how many syllables in every sentence. <laughs> Looking at me going, one more, one more, one more syllable. And you're still a bit like that today? Yeah, I still have, you know, um, people sort of want you to have cured the anxiety and depression and it's not sort of really the way it works. You manage it. And I'm not someone who's plagued with it terribly in the way that some people are, but I've certainly flirted with it. I still have my odd, quirky, slightly OCD little habits for sure. I do this myself. I, I name all the US presidents in my head as a way of, I don't know, a little hidey hole or something in my mind. That's a very nerdy hidey know, hole. <laughs> Who's in there with you? Oh, no one. <laughs> people like George W. Bush and it's not good. <laughs> what brought the family to Australia? Look, the reason that we were always given was the weather. My father hated the cold in Britain. It's a very dank cold. And although Poland gets cold, it's a dry cold. But really, he had this opportunity. He worked as a textile technologist, which is kind of like a textile chemist for a subsidiary of ICI. So we were flown out. So we weren't typical migrants. We didn't come on a boat. We had a house. So it was nylon that brought you out? It was nylon, yeah. Knickers and pantyhose. In fact, he specialised in flammability. <laughs> and you'll be surprised to know that nylon isn't one of the worst, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> Why was getting off the plane at Essendon Airport such a hellish experience for you, Mags? Well, we arrived on the 23rd of December 1965. The door of the plane opened at Essendon Airport and it was 105 degrees in the shade. And... 
the tarmac was melting and then we had to drive, it would have been over 40, maybe 50 kilometres from there to Bayswater. Well, you couldn't, couldn't even touch the car door couldn't handles. Couldn't touch the car door handles. We, yeah, we, we had a very rude uh, introduction to, it was, it was really like we'd just been plunged into hell, to be perfectly honest. So like it's, everything's baking hot, you can't touch the door handles of the car, you yeah. can't walk on the ground. Yeah. It's just what it's like all the time in Melbourne. Yeah, that was the picture that we formed. At the first night you had in your house in Bayswater, you write you were, the family was troubled by a strange sound in yes, the night. Yes, there was this strange, eerie, high-pitched sound. And um, my brother and father went to look at the fuse box and everyone was like going, what's going on? It sounded sort of electrical and threatening in nature. And I was sent next door and um, this flat, faded little girl sort of opened the flywire door and I said, you know, what's this noise? And she just went, cicadas. 